Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. We're also brought to you by SeatGeek the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use promo code ODDS. O-D-D-S. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm here with Master Tate Frazier, CEO of this podcast. What's happening, Tate? Not too much, Sal. Very excited. A lot of stuff to talk about. There is so much stuff to talk about, and we're going to do it with you, and we're going to do it with my gurus of gambling, my overlords of the odds, my wizards of wagering, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? Oh, there's so much. We're going to do NFL props. We're going to, what are we going to do? Uh, there's a Meadowlands meltdown I want to go over. Uh, week three picks. But we're going to uh, take a ride on the Riverboat Casino, Captain Morgan, and dip into the mailbag. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing going on right now is nephew Kyle's tattoo of one shining <laughs> podcast. What a what a nod to Tate Frazier and Mark Titus's podcast. How, how did you feel about that, Tate? I know you probably talked about it a lot already. Yeah, but I, I mean, I felt very honored. I, I <clears throat> We talked about it yesterday on our podcast. I actually ignored all the texts this weekend, so I, I was coming back on Monday to find out all the stuff that happened. Uh, it was it was very flattering. I mean, the best part is that it's caused turmoil within the, uh, the Simmons family household. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a lot of jealousy. <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of back channeling, a lot of backstabbing going on, a lot of meetings. Uh, you know, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough for nephew Kyle right now. I think he's going to have to get another tattoo uh, at this point. He is going to have to, and he is he's going to have to choose uh, wisely. But um, what I was thinking now, nephew Kyle is the producer of your podcast, right? Yes, you're yes. The, yep. you're the producer, uh, albeit the CEO of our podcast. But you know. Would, would would be nice if you got a tattoo an AOL against all odds uh, tattoo. On I was thinking somewhere. about getting like Harry's face, you know, tattooed on my face in some in some oh, capacity, wow. like a like a teardrop, but it's just Harry's face, you know, his yeah. bald head. Maybe really? Like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you like that? I like Harry? that a lot. That'd be like good. That a lot. Harry, has anyone ever done that before? As far as you know, you gotten a tattoo of your face on their face? <laughs> you go. A few girlfriends. Yes. girlfriends. Yes, just to remember. I don't. You, you you may want to change your mind, Tate, when you hear what Tate did, uh, what Harry did um, in the on the waiver wire this week. Was it last week? It was last week. Harry, what'd you do? Tell him. <laughs> well, I uh, I had three quarterbacks, and I had some situations where I had to get a I had to get a receiver out there, so I dropped your boy Cam Newton. Oh, and I uh, and I kept Case Keenum. He flat out dropped. <laughs> he, he dropped uh, Cam Newton. Well, I'm not getting the tattoo now, Harry. That's, See, that's it. That, that's it. That's all it took. Harry's Case I have, cousins, I have cousins on my team and didn't start cousins. I started Case Keenum instead. Ugh. So, so stupid. Like, he complains about the I really the wish, drop. Harry, that backfired on you but, this week. Well, it, but, you but, you but, but, almost but, but, lost because of it. I wish it backfired. Almost lost because of it, Bri, but, but Tate, <laughs> the guy I picked up was Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Lockett, I needed a touchdown to, on Monday night to beat Parlay Kid and in the third quarter, I got there, so actually it worked out for me. All right, well, congratulations. Everything Harry. always works out for Harry. I think that's the bottom line. Well, let's go over gambling <laughs> here. Um, we uh, we do a sharp tank bit at the end of the podcast with these three guys, the degenerate trifecta. They each make a pick, and I go, I swear by one of them, and I bet one of them. And last week, brother Bry, we I bought yours, and we went with Utah, and uh, not so good, right? Yeah, so we had Utah plus seven against Washington. I, I think at worst, though, we should have pushed on that. You know, Darren sending us texts during the game that, you know, because I was actually traveling. I was coming back home when that D lineman picked off the pass, and he, he was running in for a pick six, and he fumbled it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, right after that, they had fourth and goal on the one, and uh wide open guy going for a touchdown, he drops it. So I feel like... They definitely should have at least pushed on that one. They had players being ejected left and right for targeting. You know, a lot of bad turnovers. It was just a, mm. it was a bad loss. It was a bad loss. All I, right. I felt like I would would have been happy with a push. We'll bounce back. But I probably should have gone with Darren the Parlay Kid. He won or Harry. Darren, you had uh, 
I know the Saints were on your money line parlay, right? That was a scary yeah. one. But once again, they, uh, they played, uh, yeah. played Saints, the Browns. Chargers, Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that Saint game, Sal. You know, sometimes you get a little lucky, and uh, we were very, very fortunate for the Saints to um, come through there. Because man, I don't know. Like uh, the Saint, people are talking about the Saints winning the Super Bowl. I just don't think they. You know, Michael Thomas is on pace to catch about 300 passes this year, and yet the Saints kind of look uh, semi-pedestrian right yeah. now. Yeah, I so, mean, their defense is... Uh, let's I, see if they can get things going. I don't know why their defense is so bad, but they lit it up in the draft last year, but they can't cover like any crossing routes or anything. But um, Incredible. And that would have been the first time, I forget what year, that a, a, a team that was a nine-point favorite two weeks in a row lost in probably 30 years or something, something crazy. I don't know. I texted you guys. Harry, you won with Texas over USC. Take that, Sam Darnold, right? Yeah, right. Texas rolled the Trojans by 23. The Longhorns' rush defense was off the charts. USC had 16 carries in that game for a negative five yards rushing. Wow. Dominant performance. I said, yeah, quarterback Sam Ellinger needed to be consistent. He was. He had two touchdowns, no picks, and Texas rolled for Mm -hmm. head coach Tom Herman. Easy winner. All right, so the degenerate trifecta went two out of three. That's that's on fire. That's pretty good for us. And uh, and we're gonna have more of their picks at the end of this podcast. Harry, that something did happen. Funny did happen though. But you had an actual parlay that lost, but you thought it won. What happened? What happened there? Well, yeah, I was uh, I was away again this past weekend. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. I was in Big Bear, Big Bear, California, and the Wi-Fi was in and out of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the party at uh, our buddy's house, uh, our buddy of ours' house mm-hmm. uh, had a party, and uh, it was in and out, and I couldn't get it, and I, I couldn't tell if, uh, I, I, I just couldn't get the scores that fast, and he didn't have the games on the TV, he was showing some family stuff, so basically my, I had a five-teamer, uh, I had my Syracuse, Army, San Diego State, uh, Texas, of course, and I had Auburn on the money line, mm. and... I'm watching it with a buddy of ours, Daniel, and uh, on my phone, he had his computer up, and he's and he wouldn't let me turn the computer over to the game to watch the game on ESPN because he was too busy watching the. He said after the game was over, he would let me go on and watch it, but he was watching the Red Sox Mets, a worthless Red Sox Mets <laughs> game. But he's such a devoted Red Sox fan, he would not turn it off. He had money. So I'm trying to get updates yeah. on my phone, mm-hmm. and I swear I showed him a last second field goal that Auburn. Uh, had won the game, it said. It, ESPN showed Auburn 21-19 final, and mm-hmm. I showed them, and we're high-fiving each other, and I thought I had a winner in. And for two hours later, when I just finally saw the scores again, and I did a double-take, and I saw a 22-21, and I'm like, you got to be kidding. Uh, My luck again. I can't catch one. And he, uh, ESPN showed 21-19. Daniel would admit to it. I would have paid whatever you would have won on that parlay. I would have paid just to have a recording of your reaction two hours later when you caught uh, the, the final score. Talk about can't hit in a parlay. That's good. Yeah, you won. I think Boy. ESPN owes you money. That's, um, you know, detrimental reliance. They record. They, You're going to ask know. Daniel. He saw it. 21-19 final. Well, and then what if you go out and spend all that money, like just based on ESPN, what they report? That, that doesn't seem fair. But, by the way, I heard today that the kicker, the 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 walk-on kicker for mm. LSU or whatever, he, he's a transfer from Assumption College, <laughs> and he kicked there the game go. winner at Auburn, forty-three. <laughs> where, is, like, where is that school? At? How, how fitting! Oh. How fitting! Assumption College <laughs> ruins you. Um, well, awful. that's good. Talk about unfair and awful, or maybe you guys think differently. Um, so. FanDuel Casino, a uh, sportsbook casino in the Meadowlands, is getting sued by this guy who claims he won an $82,000 parlay. Uh, it's the Raiders-Broncos game. Brother Brian, I know you were watching this. The Broncos with a yep. minute 10 left were down two points, one point. I don't know what it was. but Two points. Two, two, points. Points. two points. So he puts $110 on Denver to win with a minute 10 left. I don't know what the true odds were, but the computer spit out plus 75000 so he stands to win $82,000. It's obviously a mistake. The uh, algorithm screwed up. And uh, he wins, and now he's suing. He wants $82,000. And, um, Harry, you have some experience with this, right? You know, I, I, w- I would uh, – it would allow too many people to try to take shots if they paid this guy. And, and then everyone would be claiming afterwards that they did something like that, too. Like, I worked in Vegas – for years, I witnessed many incorrect lines posted. Uh, actually, put opening odds up 
when I was working in Vegas, uh, and there were actually back then there were runners waiting to jump on early lines, mm-hmm. and uh, I saved the casino money at times because I noticed many early line mistakes, and uh, sometimes you know that that just happens, and it just would like I said it would allow too many people to try to take too many shots. You can't pay the guy. You saved them money, but you you gave it back in uh, thousands of drink tickets you stole and handed out, right? So. <laughs> I would Don't say you saved the steak them. Dinners. The steak dinners, yeah. I'll never forget the steak right. dinners. Yeah, I mean, I see this as like, I don't know, like the, he's going to screw everything up here, this guy. Like they, they could pay him out. FanDuel has money. They have money to pay it out. But what if it's $820,000? You set a precedent. What if it's $8.2 million? This guy took a shot, and I said it on Lock It In today. This is not like uh, a little old lady who wins a, a Kino jackpot, and then they tell her, oh, sorry, we had the wrong number. Like I feel bad for that lady. This guy is just trying to take advantage, and it was a mistake. And what's going to happen is – you know, the leagues are going to see this as a black eye. And they say, wow, these betting houses, they can't get their shit together. We don't need all these pending lawsuits out there. They're going to turn their back on on gambling. Brother Bry, we would like to see the player win, but which way do you feel here? Yeah, no, I side with FanDuel on this one. Look, it was 750 to one odds. Like, the odds of the Raiders losing that game, I, I do know the true odds. They were actually minus 600 at that point in time to wow. lose that game. So, okay. but... The odds were that Denver was going to win that game. The way I think they had just passed, I think they were at midfield or they were, they were at the forty-five when those odds went up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's amazing that that guy got those that bet in so quickly. But he had to know it was seven hundred fifty-one. They weren't right. I mean, you would never see a line like that. Regardless, it doesn't. They could be down right. fifty with two minutes left. You're not going to see seven hundred fifty-one. So he knew it. He tried to take advantage of it. It didn't work out. I know after it, they kind of said. Um, they were going to offer the guy five hundred bucks and three, three games, three giant games. Right? Yeah. I think that's what they're yeah, that's offering. The him, which that's the most insulting part of this whole thing, Parlay Kid. Right? Three <laughs> Giants games. <laughs> Who needs that? Yeah, three Giant games. <laughs> what what is that worth? I, you know, uh, practically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a tricky one. I I don't know how I feel about this uh, because if it happened to me, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be, be too happy about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, on the on the other side, I you know, I, I also agree with you and Brian with this. Uh, sometimes we got to defer to our lawsuits. And you know, what would Ken do here? This happened to Ken, <laughs> Harry. What would Ken do? Harry's and boss, no Ken. Comment. <laughs> he would no own. He would comment. own Fanduel. Exactly. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Meadowlands would be na- real, renamed after him for sure. Uh, <laughs> A statue of him putting in the bed. Harry, does this ticket taker? Because he didn't do it over. Yeah, right. He, he didn't. He didn't get. He didn't uh, do it over his phone. This guy. So someone handed him a ticket. That's is that a fireable offense at this point? They didn't double check. I would. I would have to say it. Just, uh, absolutely. I mean, okay. uh, you can't. Uh, that, that's something that you because when you do punch the ticket as a writer, you see what the odds mm-hmm. are. You should. You see it right in front of you. Have a screen in front of you now. So. You know what you you know you got to know what you're doing, especially at a time like that, an in-game wagering sort of bet. Right. All right. And I see. I, I think this is going to happen a lot. I, I do. This, this might happen like yeah. every other week. We're going to see it until the algorithm and all these they they tighten up these sports books and these odds and these computer programs. But uh, one thing the computer programs are spitting out: the Pats and the Rams now both favored to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they could both win it, but I don't know. Vegas tells you they can. They can. Plus 650. Let me ask you guys, if you had to take one of these two teams at plus 650, which are you going with? Parley Kid. I would be going with the Rams, even though I think the NFC is the tougher division. Uh, I love this team. They're strong in all areas. Uh, what's there not to like? They have the best coach right now in the NFL. Uh, strong on the offensive side, defensive side. The Patriots, are they're lacking that explosiveness from their offense. Uh, I still like them coming out of the AFC from what we've seen. Obviously, the Jags are uh, maybe the – I'm not sure what the odds are even showing. Now, you guys would know better than me, but maybe the Jags are uh, right behind them at this point. Um, but I think they got so, – you know what I was thinking with the Patriots? How about committing to one running back? Let this guy, Sony Michelle, right now become the guy. He might be the guy that can add some, you know, speed yeah. – to this offense, get them maybe jump-started a little bit. But, Sal, the Rams, oh, man, 
I wish I was a Rams fan, Sal. I really wish I was a Rams fan. You could do wow, it. Wow, what a future this team has. <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah, Sony Michelle had some nice <laughs> bursts there, but uh, Belichick is weird, especially, Tate, am I right with this? Especially with the running backs. I feel like he gets jealous so of weird. his running backs. Like, they'll have, have a good game, and then you'll never see them again. Yeah, I think he likes to create competition within that room, so no one ever <laughs> feels secure or safe. It's, it's very kind, you know, what you want from a leader. I, I, it doesn't help the team, though, that he won't commit to one guy. Well, whatever. Brother Bry, what do you like, Rams or? Patriots here. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Rams too. I mean, I'm super impressed with them both, both on offense and defense. But I, I would say that we should probably pump the brakes a little bit on the Rams, <laughs> only because they did beat the Raiders and the Cardinals. So, right, two very bad teams. Although, starting in the second half of the Raider game, they look great. They look great against the Cardinals as well. But uh, I do think the winner of the uh, NFC is going to win the Super Bowl this year. So mm-hmm. whether that's the Vikings, I, I still think it's going to be the Vikings or Rams. They are some strong NFC teams. Harry, you agree with Brother Brian? Yeah, you got to ram it. You got to ram it. <laughs> they've been outscored their opponent 67-13, <laughs> to 13, like Brian said. Uh, they've been able to even rest Gurley with winning so easily. Brandon Cooks. Is loving L.A., averaging six catches a game. He's getting almost 125 yards receiving a game. And the Pats are almost, I don't know, it was almost in like desperation mode by picking up Josh Gordon until Edelman, Edelman returns in a couple of weeks. Uh, the running game through two weeks has been uh, an issue, as, as Parley Kidd said, too. So I'm on the Rams as well. I think I would work backwards here and say, okay, which team is most likely to make or more likely to make the championship game? And normally I would say the Patriots coming out of the AFC is weaker, but Jaguars are good. I'm not going to say they have their number, but they could definitely play with them. They did twice now. Uh, The Chiefs, everyone's in love with the Chiefs, so maybe it's not as easy for the Patriots to make the uh, AFC Championship, whereas the Rams, uh, I'm sure if you (laughs) you grade their first two games, the strength of schedule is probably the best in the league, but oh my God, I just feel like they're they're running downhill. They're just beating the crap out of everybody. And Parley Kid, you like Gurley at thirty to one. You gave it out on that was just last week. You gave that out, right? Or two last weeks ago? Last week. It was last week. Last week. So now it's down. I see it. Uh, I think it's twenty to one on Bovada, but it's eight to one other places, right? Yeah, yeah eight to one on most most sites. I mean, this guy might I play three on that quarters too last week. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, Darren jumped on his own bet. I think they lowered it. Oh yeah, I did, Brian. He's on that. He's on that. But they lowered that, and because a lot of people are betting Mahomes, they're all over Mahomes. Um, yeah. So they lowered that. But I also think your influence made them uh, lower the line. But I wonder if he could have like, if he's going to suffer yardage wise because they take him out in the third quarter in some of these games, but still, but still put up great uh, numbers in the for getting in the end zone. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, what does he have, five touchdowns already mm-hmm. in the first two games? I think he only rushed for 50-something yards last week, yeah. yet he still went from 30-1 to one to 8-1 to one because uh, his he might really score about uh, 25 to 30 touchdowns this year. And if that's the case, you know, if he's going to put up uh, 1,500 yards rushing or somewhere in that area uh, with, with also 500-plus uh, receiving yards, He's going to get MVP, yeah. right? So, uh, Plus with the Rams being on this so dominant team. as they were, if they're playing exactly. so dominant like that, that's going to that's going to help him in the MVP. Yeah, MVP. they're, and, they're and, thirteen and, you know, three, fourteen it, and two. They're in good shape. Absolutely. Yeah, right. If you even watch that game, because I had a couple of their players fantasy wise, mm-hmm. maybe in terms of Gurley getting the ball uh, late, that wasn't the case. But McVeigh, he he keeps the the foot on the pedal, boy. Mm-hmm. He was throw. He, I think, got through a touchdown pass the other day with like three minutes left. Yeah, right. In that game, yeah. it was incredible. He's right. So sort of the NFC guy, version goes, of the Patriots. Yeah, he doesn't care. That's who they remind me of like, the when game. the Patriots had like yeah. Randy Moss and mm-hmm. those players. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Right. Well, one running back who's not going to score between twenty-five and thirty touchdowns this year is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, mm. This is such a. I mean, for them, they have odds on which Steeler is going to leave the team first: Bell, Brown, Roethlisberger, um, and Le'Veon. Not only is he minus four hundred that minus four hundred that he will play this year, only minus one seventy that he will play for the Steelers this year. That's crazy. We're, this is tightening up to almost a, a coin flip that he's going to suit up uh, for the Steelers. What happened? What is this? What is this agent doing, Tate? What? Is this a smart move? 
I don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're playing for next year at this point just to keep him healthy. Wow. Uh, it's it, there's. I mean, Mike Tomlin in the press conference yesterday said that this was not the forum to address anything with uh, social media because he didn't see any of it. Ben Roethlisberger said he's not on social media, so he didn't see any of it. Uh, somebody had to have seen something that that AB tweeted at this point, uh, and then it didn't show up on Monday. They said it wasn't a big deal. I don't know. There's a lot going on there, and uh, Lombardi talked about this on on our podcast. But yeah. uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff going on with Tomlin, so. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on in Pittsburgh if things don't turn around quickly. Uh, yeah, and it could be a long night in Tampa for that defense. And really, mm-hmm. it's weird because Levy and Bell, it's, it's not the offense. It's not Antonio Brown. It's not. It's that defense. <laughs> They're going to have to score 40, 45 to keep pace. But uh, Brother Bry, what are you thinking about Le'Veon? Uh, he, he's, he's on a yacht. He's play, he, he doesn't seem like he wants to play this year. I know it's so weird. When I saw those odds of minus one seventy five, I think they had them. They've had them up the last couple of weeks, but minus one seventy five for him not to play for, or to play for the Steelers is, is so it's so low. Yeah. Like you were saying, like you said, it's a coin flip. But yeah, I'm shocked. I mean, at this point, though, I don't know where they go from here. I mean, is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? What if the Steelers just stink the next few weeks? Like mm-hmm. he might not come back. Uh, the minus four hundred for him to play at all, like. Obviously, any team would love to have Le'Veon Bell on their team, but who's I still maybe is only a couple of teams that would trade for him. You know, what are you going to give up for him? You're going to pay a running back again fifteen million dollars a year and trade, and then trade an asset for him. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's not looking good. I mean, I I I think anybody who drafted him in fantasy was just assuming. All right, worst case, he misses one or two of course, weeks. This never happened. This yeah. is looking like he's definitely. I would say. By the time, he, even if he decides to come back, he's not coming back probably till or playing until like middle of the year. Parlay kid, I feel like Emmett Smith did this a couple times to us, and then down at right at the wire, he signed. Right? Wasn't it yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah I, I sometimes, I I, so I always look at it like these veteran players. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just don't want to go through the preseason yeah. uh, crap, and they kind of hold out. Oh, I'm going to come back and play now. Uh, I thought it was more like that. This guy's losing 850 G. Yeah. Every week he doesn't show up, uh, and we know that these uh, the shelf life for running backs is just not that great, which is one of the reasons why he is holding out. But this is a lot of money to pass up, and he is showing really no. He doesn't. It looks like he just doesn't want to play football, which is incredible. And I think the worse the Steelers do, the less likely he's coming back. I feel, right. I feel like, even though it should almost be reverse, almost like well, if the Steelers aren't playing well, we need Le'Veon Bell back here to help us. Right, but it's almost like the further they go, being oh three and one, oh four and one, they might just say, "Well, you know, this season's a, it's a it's a wash." Forget it. And we know it's really not. Again, like you said, it, Connor has done more than his job uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, this is getting strange. So this is a real weird one. It is very weird, and the, and the players, the, the offensive line already has a problem with them. You know, they felt like they've stuck. Stuck it out with him through thick and thin, you know. He had he had a little off few off field issues, and uh, and really, you know, this is more of a slap in the face. The more he holds out, and especially when they're losing, Harry, what does this do to the division odds? Well, I'll tell you right now, Steelers still favored to win the division. Bengals, who we could have had almost four to one odds this time last Jeez. week, is plus one ninety. Yep. Ravens plus two fifty. Browns fifteen hundred. Which which swing are you taking there? Well, you know, for the Steelers had to turn around. They better they better turn around Monday night and go one one and be at one one and one because I know it's crazy to say, but the the Browns actually their personnel their team doesn't look bad. I mean, they easily could have been two and zero, and the Bengals' offense has been really rolling. Dalton's been rolling. Uh, I know you guys have given me crap about him before with fantasy and the and the pick last year and the trade in week one, but he's been great. So right now, you got to go with the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's switch gears. I don't know what's going to happen with that Steelers team. I really don't. Uh, Bavada put out a bunch of uh, props, mostly Week 3 props. Let's uh, let's tackle them. Just rapid fire. We're going to go through a bunch of these. Parley Kitt, you bet in the beginning of the year that there would not be a tie. Uh, you got like plus 240. Was that right? Plus 180? Plus What was it? Uh, I got plus 180 to start the season. And then last week, I think... Uh, I would have bet it. I forgot to. I forgot to bet it. It, it was plus one sixty. I think that, that they were really not have one. another tie the rest right. of the year. Mm-hmm. And then there was one. Now I don't see a line for another tie, but 
the rest of the year. But there is a line on will there be a tie in week three. What do you think the odds are that, yes, there will be a tie in week three? Uh, if this is rapid fire, so I'll say like in week three, oh, week three, I, I plus a thousand. Too much time. This is rapid fire. Too much time. Uh, well, that was close. <laughs> Plus fourteen hundred, but I bet that was like plus twenty to one or twenty five a couple weeks ago. Now they're just counting I, a tie. What are you doing, Parley? Like, do you just want to bet the no all year? The the, the no individually every week. It, oh it's, boy, it's uh, well, it's if, minus ten thousand. <laughs> oh no, then I don't want to bet. You don't want to bet that? All right. <laughs> no, I would never touch that. So you know what? It's happened twice. I think now you're more likely to have more ties because teams might play for a tie regarding the standings. You know what I mean? In terms yeah, right. of, as the year goes on, you might be more likely to play for a tie. Yeah. Uh, so but, I wouldn't I wouldn't really touch that. I was hoping that uh, that we'd still have a line on uh, for the rest of the season, but I guess maybe, maybe uh, that they'll ship dig it is, up. Uh, sailed. Maybe they'll dig it up. Maybe they're just showing mercy on you. I think that could be it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, not, not only it still looks like some of these kickers are playing for a tie, whether they mean to or not. Like the, the poor oh, kicking. Man. Right, Tate, right? As long as that, uh, I don't know, there seems to be only eight kickers who are definitely going to have a job next week. Yeah, and I saw Ryan Clark was on uh, NFL Live, and he said that kickers were ruining football. So I thought that was very interesting. That, yeah, uh, right. that, that was the reason we have ties. It was because of the kickers. It's all their <laughs> fault. So I, I felt bad. We're just kicking them while they're down. Yeah, well, I, but there is something to the fact that these guys who barely have anything to do with football are, are deciding these games. All right, Brother Bry, along those lines, how many extra points – how many missed extra points will there be in week three? Well, uh, off the top of my head, let's say uh, two and a half. Mm. You're going to want to go under then because uh, Bavada has it at four. And there were seven seven misses last week. Um, I don't yeah, know. there were wow. so many last week. Four still seems high, right? That's I do think four seems high, but I would hate to I would hate to lose that bet. That that's an excruciating <laughs> bet, right? Like that's worse than missed, it is. missed free yeah, throws. Let me bet. I'm gonna bet it. I, I want to bet it. Are that you? just sounds fun. Okay. So, yeah, I'm gonna bet it. I, I, that just sounds fun to root for it. That's miserable. Kicker tomorrow in Cleveland. You know how many there were, I'm, Brian? I'm rooting, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for good kicking. That's that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, the weather isn't miserable yet. I'll say that. But yeah, there were seven missed extra points in week two. So, all right, brother Bry likes under four. Uh, Harry, will the Arizona Cardinals score a touchdown in the first three quarters in week three? They have not scored a touchdown in either first half of their first two games. I'll give you that clue. What is the no? uh, It's got to be a plus, but I think think they they have to snap out of it. They're an NFL team. They're home. I know Chicago's D is... Rapid uh, fire. uh, uh, Yeah, um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say no uh, at plus 175. That's pretty close. All right, it's plus 200, and I would not bet I would not bet the no. I don't know. You're, you're, I know you don't really root for this team, but um, another tough defense for, for Sam Bradford, right? Yeah. Is he even playing? Are they putting – they have – what's the point? Is there, have, they have Rosen in there? I haven't even heard yet. They need that. I don't, I don't think so yet, right, Brian? Well go to him. Yeah, go well to him. Go. Why, why play well. Bradford anymore? Nobody wants to see him. I, I think if you go three – First half without scoring a touchdown. That's good. That that's not even like, hey, don't take it personally. This, <laughs> this is just our policy, right, Tate? Yeah, that's about right. You're out, Sammy. I mean, he B. said he said unfortunately, uh, it's been frustrating for him. So yeah, it's been frustrating for us to watch as well, Sam. Tate, how many passing yards will Carson Wentz have this week? Ooh, I'm gonna go like two thirty-five, two forty-five mm. in that range. Two sixty and a half. All Ooh. right, Tate's going under. Yeah, I'm definitely going under. Yeah, I don't. I don't like what I've seen from that Eagles offense so far. I feel kind of bad for Wentz. He has to come in with all this disarray, no weapons, no Jeffrey Peters can't finish a game. I don't know. It's a tough draw, and the Colts look pretty good. Yeah, the Colts are weird because their 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 secondary fell apart against the Bengals, and they played well last week against Alex Smith. But I, I'm, what about just bringing Carson Wentz back this early? Like last week, you could bet on when he would come back, and Week Ten was the favorite. So this is way early. We've seen wow. Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's definitely not at full strength. This ACL is a mother effer of an injury. Uh, I don't know. Not that he's going to play half a game. I don't know that that figures in, but 260 and a half is, is hefty um, uh, for a debut after coming off an injury. Brother Bry, this one seems easy to me. Will Ryan Fitzpatrick, well, I'll give you the odds for this one because it's weird. Will Ryan Fitzpatrick and Patrick Mahomes both throw four or more touchdown passes in week three? 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes only is nine to four. Ryan Fitzpatrick only seven to two. Both twelve to one. Neither two to three. One fifty to win a hundred. Yeah. That neither of them throws four touchdown passes. Yeah, let's go neither on that one. Okay. Minus one fifty is pretty good on that. Fitzpatrick's not doing it again. I, I can't imagine he does it again. And four is just a lot. That's asking a lot from Mahomes. Right. Jeez. I mean, because because the over under for those guys is probably. Like two anyway, so I, I definitely go. That's exactly go, what it is. Uh, under for both. Mah- under for both. Mahomes over is two. Yeah, those odds don't seem right. We need to jump on that. I think I'm going neither yeah. at minus one fifty. Obviously, Mahomes threw six. Fitzpatrick uh, threw four. I don't see it happening again. Um, Parley kid. All right. Well, this is similar. How many touchdown passes will Ryan Fitzpatrick throw in week three? What's the over under? Uh, well. Probably like one and a half. Yeah, exactly. The teacher gets okay. it right. Well, listen, this is Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're talking. <laughs> Why? I, look, are we all going to buy the hype on this? You know, he yes. he's the same guy we <laughs> we've been killing for the last year or two. About uh, why is this guy even still in the NFL? I he's look very good, but come on, one and a half is still a fair number. But I would still against that Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, go with the over. Yeah, maybe. The over's minus 150, but uh, they just jump on you early. It's so weird. They're up, like, before I even get out of the car with the donuts so for weird. the kids, they're up 7 nothing, And somehow, Deshaun Jackson Tate's uh, career has been revitalized. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because Fitzpatrick can throw the deep ball. I mean, that's that's really the difference. And then he came out and he said he's the hot man, and uh-huh. he wants him to be the starter moving forward. So, yeah. uh, not good for Jameis Winston fans. Yeah, all right, Tate. Aaron Rodgers, will we start all 16 games for the Packers? Yes. I think oh, really? that, I think that injury was a total selling point. That was a smokescreen uh, that, that built up the drama for the comeback. Mm-hmm. I believe that he is uh, he's here to stay, Aaron Rodgers. I think he's he's my sleeper for MVP because people are all on Aaron Rodgers Whoa, this year. Yeah. not really a sleeper. I think he's favorite somehow. <laughs> like that, That's what gets me crazy, that he's still... Yes, the sleeper favorite, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. <laughs> he, he just seems like he's going to have one of those years where uh, he's just unstoppable. Aaron Rodgers, plus 450. Patrick Mahomes, plus 550. Yeah, you're right, Parley Kid. Gurley's 8-1, to one, but I've seen, I've seen it higher other places. And Brady... Crazy. Brady ten to one, Breeze twelfth one, yeah, and then it gets uh, it gets thin there. Wow! All right, uh, Harry, your guy Eli Manning, will he be the starting quarterback for the New York, New York Giants for Game One of the 2019 season? What's the yes? Well, the answer is yes uh, <laughs> uh, because we have nobody else. Who else is there? We, we wouldn't draft anybody. We don't have any. Don't have any other well, there'll be there'll probably, 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 probably be another yeah. draft between now and then. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say yeah. Obviously, the yes. I'm gonna make uh, minus one sixty-five. Pretty good. Minus one fifty. Right uh, there. Uh, right I there. I mean, unfortunately, he's gonna be the starter for game one next year. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get killed this year. Unfortunately, because you took Barkley over Darnold. That's why it's unfortunate, right? Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Darnold, yeah. after two games, three picks, a fumble. Not that good. All right. <laughs> three picks after two games. He's got to win. He's got a road win at night, and he's going to get another one tomorrow. Uh, Against the Lions. We'll see. Will Clay Matthews, parlay kid, get a roughing the passer penalty in week three? What's the yes? Oh, oh uh, let's see here. Uh, the yes is going to be... Uh, Plus one fifty. Oh no, no, not that. It's plus four hundred. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, okay. the, the no oh, is minus seven hundred. And by the way, that I, the first one, okay, against the uh, who they play uh, against the Bears. Fine, stupid. I know what they want to call there. The Vikings, the the one against the Vikings was bad news. That was bad news, right? I mean that 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 cost them the game. That was a bad call. You think almost yeah, like Sally gets a free pass this week? Almost. I don't know. Uh, they feel like I thought, get, well, sounds, no. I thought he'd get the free pass last week. It's just weird. Yeah, plus they were home. It was it, Von yeah. Von Miller had a good point though. He said the way to avoid it is don't even try to hit the quarterback. Just try to grab the football. I thought that was a good line. I Interesting. Because at this point, mm. I mean, if you try to take a big hit on a guy, if it looks bad, you're going to get the flag. So just go for the ball and and just see what happens. Well, what did Ryan Grant say? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, all right, <laughs> brother Bry. Will Vontae Davis play another game in the NFL during the 2018 regular season? Bears, uh, Bills cornerback, he retired at halftime last week. What's the yes? What's the yes on whether or not he will play? Uh, yes. Um, let's see. Uh, 
plus 250. Well, a little higher. Plus 400. The no is minus right. 700. I don't know. Parley Kid, what about Vontae Davis retiring? You, you, don't, you don't condone that? You coach teams. That would suck oh. for you, right? You know, I, I liked... I like Brian's tweet when he said, uh, I don't think anybody would have been disappointed if Sam Bradford had retired at halftime. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. Right. Uh, listen, nobody's going to miss Vontae Davis. It really is uh, It's a terrible thing what he did. And listen, he probably, he'll never play in the NFL again after that. So yep. I'd be very surprised if he did. So um, good riddance. See you later. Um, that, that was like a, it's loser talk. And um, yeah. that's, what, that's, what, that's what he is, I guess. Uh, okay. So. Harry, you, know. you, you mentioned that uh, this will be the last one. Will Greg Joseph miss a field goal or an extra point in week three? You know who Greg Joseph is? Yeah, the kicker for the Browns. There you right? go. All right, what's the yes? Will he miss a field goal or an extra point? Uh, even money. Close, yeah. Yes is plus 120. There you go. Brother Brian. Bro- that bro- that would be so fun. That would be action for Thursday night football. Brian, right? you, so Bri, you have enough of the, of the missed extra points. You're going you're gonna to do this yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can bet it. I'll bet the other one. You guys <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was fun. I like that. Rapid fire. It wasn't as, as rapid or fiery as I had expected, but uh, we'll, try to do that, uh, we'll try to do that every week. And uh, let's take a quick break. All right, let's talk about Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Legendary sportscaster Dan Patrick, you know him from the Dan Patrick Show, Sunday Night Football, the Olympic Sports Center, so much more. Movies, Adam, he's not in every Adam Sandler movie. Well, now he's teamed up with Full Sail University to offer an accelerated bachelor's degree in sportscasting. Full Sail University combines hands-on learning, immersive projects, and faculty with real-world experience to prepare students for life in the media industry. And for the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, they brought in some sports media's best to be a part of this program. Longtime ESPN producer and multi-Emmy winner Gus Ramsey. Hey, my buddy Gus is heading up the program. And sportscasting pros such as Sage Steele, Jay Harris, Kevin Agandi, Bill Simmons, and many more are involved. Gus also runs our Eliminator Pool, and that's the most important credit, I think, here. Very, very important. In this program, students will learn sportscasting inside and out, on camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio interviewing, and everything in between. At Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, you can earn a bachelor's degree in about half the time, as short as 20 months. And you can choose to earn your degree online or on Full Sail's campus in Orlando, Florida. To learn more about Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, go to fullsail.edu slash NFL show. You know, people always ask me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. I, I, I don't. I didn't really want to break it to you this way, but I don't. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. I tell people to bet my bookie because they've been in the business for years and they have great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use. Not to mention, they have in-game, live betting, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Plus, for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So, lay down some cash and win big today. You win, they pay. My bookie, slammed with new bettors and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar and use the promo code SAL. That's practically my name when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code SAL when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, we're back. Welcome back to uh, Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. I'm here with Master Tate Frazier and a degenerate trifecta. Uh, I don't want to talk too long on this because it's already Wednesday, Thursday when you're listening, probably. Canelo Triple G. We bet on Triple G. Uh, <laughs> Harry had nothing to do with it. He took a picture during the weigh-in and then uh, that wanted nothing to do with the fight, which is fine. Plus, but, uh, plus I, didn't want even, I didn't even see it or anything because I was pissed already from Auburn and LSU and drunk at the party, so I didn't even care. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I, yeah. I wish I had joined you there because we bet Triple G. I saw a fight that I thought Triple G won. I thought it was very tough to score. I stopped scoring after like seven rounds. I was like, this is crazy. Every round, is a, they're coming after each other, and it's impossible to decide uh, who's, who's getting the better of who. But I did think the last four rounds, three of them were won decisively by Triple G. Uh, 
and the judges saw it differently. One had a draw, and two had it for Canelo. Parley Kid, you pointed out it's not fair that Triple G is 0-1-1 after two yeah. fights, right? Yeah, that seems that to me uh, is the main point of this. If it was one and one, I guess I could live with it more. But mm-hmm. the fact that it, that Triple G does not have a win in the two fights just doesn't seem right. And he's getting older and older now. I guess there could be a third fight, mm-hmm. but I think the uh, the chances of him winning uh, start to dwindle a little bit here. And yeah. I don't think it's uh, it really isn't right, Sal. I. I I think if you watch that fight closely enough, uh, I guess, as, as Brian remarked on several occasions during the fight or after the fight, is that it seems that Canelo won every single close round, yeah. uh, which doesn't always happen in boxing. Usually there's a, you know, those close rounds go either way, but it seems like in this fight, Canelo won every close round. It was, it was judged... For for a Mexican boxer, you know, th- I'm not saying that this is the body punches were counted more than anything, right? Because, and I will say, Triple G, even though I thought he won, had an astoundingly low, if that was correct, six landed body punches. So yeah. Canelo got the odd, uh, the edge, uh, as a result. But brother Bry, and they, now they have the rematch. They haven't signed a rematch or anything. Canelo was a slight favorite. This is a stay away of all stayaways if they do it a third time, right? Yeah, I think I'd just sit back and enjoy that one. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I'd even want to. I wouldn't even want to bet that. I mean, I guess in that one we would just bet that it goes the distance because it just seems like yeah. it, it definitely is going to go the distance. But I, I was only the only thing I was pissed off in the fight about is I just thought the last round, the one judge who gave Canelo that twelfth round, which was the decisive round for that for that judge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think it really it really deserved to be a draw that fight. And I thought uh, Triple G landed two or three bombs, two or three of the best punches of the fight by either guy in that last round. So yeah. I was kind of shocked he didn't win that last round on one of the cards, which ended up screwing him. Well, I think what happens is, and this is what I would do too, I, I, I don't blame the judges in this regard. I just It sucks that it ended this way. If you have the fight 6-5 to five Canelo going into the 12th round, Deep down, as a judge, you probably don't want to submit a draw card again, especially a second time, right? So I wonder if they gave Canelo the edge, even though they didn't think he won the 12th round, just to save their card from looking like they didn't do their job. You know what I mean? It was a weird thing. And the other weird thing is uh, one of the online sports books, you could bet the fight after the fight, which seems ridiculous to me. But before they announced the winner, Triple G was minus 500. So... Everybody was way off here. I mean, people I respected said Canelo won. I thought Triple G won. So I guess just throw it out. And obviously, Triple G's face was busted up. But uh, I, I just felt bad for the guy. I really did. I don't know what to do. But uh, anyway, let's move on to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and prop pop culture events. This week, the Captain Morgan Riverboat manager asked, what TV series, we're coming off the Emmys now, Kimmel lost again, very sad sitting there every year, refreshing, refreshing. I think, I think Jimmy Kimmel live, I think John Oliver was the only favorite to win this, this week. Right, right Brother Bry? Hater won, that was an uh, upset. Winkler won, uh, Game of Thrones, yep. obviously. Right? What am I missing? Well, Winkler was the Winkler oh, was, he was the favorite. favorite okay. All right, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the favorite, but almost everything else was underdogs. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't bet it. I would have. Uh, I would have got uh, killed. Claire Foy. I had never. Just when I thought I could figure out Hollywood, but anyway, uh, the key is to do a late night show once a week for a half hour, or whatever it is. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, what series wins the Emmy for best TV show featuring an athlete or sports? Is it Hard Knocks three to one? Friday Night Lights seven to two. Eastbound and Down nine to one. Ballers twelve to one. The White Shadows sixteen to one. Or do you want to go off the board and take the field, uh, Brother Bry? Which way are you going? So I'm going to go Eastbound and Down at nine nine to one. Look, you guys know me. I it's so hard for me to like a TV show. I think I've liked maybe ten TV shows ever, but Eastbound and Down is a classic. Definitely in my top five of all time. I mean, just nonstop laughter. Kenny Powers and Stevie Janowski were probably my favorite duo ever on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm trying to think of one that's better than those two guys. So funny. Yeah. Even, even Stevie definitely reminds me of uh, 
Harry when he shaved his head. Kind of <laughs> looks a little bit like him. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I would say I, I just even – I would laugh at this show even just watching Kenny Powers pitch because, I mean, he, they said he was throwing like 105 miles an hour and he was probably in real life throwing maybe like 45. Yeah. But uh, just – Awesome, awesome show. I wish I wish we got like five or six more seasons. It, of it. He looked like David Wells was throwing with a with a hernia, but it, it didn't matter. I mean, everything was so great. It, it, <laughs> it didn't it was, matter. It was good for it was seven so seven to ten belly laughs uh, a weekend. Harry, are you agreeing? Eastbound and down nine to one. Well, I am, but you know, I am definitely. But the White Shadow was great, and uh, I will give them credit. Give that show credit. And the Parlay Kid in his youth definitely resembles a lot. Of salami, if uh, if that's dirty, <laughs> you, you know, a little bit, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe that hairstyle or whatever. Definitely, anyway, def- there's a lot of salami. One, I agree with Bry. Lock, in my opinion, no one, no one can hold a torch to Kenny fucking Powers. Whoa. And I got to say, I'm quite partial to his personal assistant uh, slash Butler Stevie, like Brian said. Uh, my appropriately named boss Ken mm-hmm. has often snapped his fingers at me and called. Stevie really? times when he thought he was being funny, you know, when he needed his feet rubbed or he needed me to fetch his lunch. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen it, if you want to die laughing, and uh, this is the show to binge watch. Yeah. He's found it down at 9 to 1. Great odds. Excellent. All right, Harry Harry swore during the sponsored uh, segment, Tate, so I don't know what we want to do. Do we, do we suspend them or do we uh, do we uh, edit that out? We're going to go back and look at it. We're going to review the tape right. and we'll see. Okay. Maybe, maybe one I mean, week. Yeah. Maybe Leaving one it. week, Harry. I know. I know that's what he calls himself. All right, All right Paul go back kid. to Big Bear. <laughs> Parley Kid, you're banished to Big Bear. Parley Kid, do you like anything else? So, listen, I love uh, Eastbound and Down. In fact, uh, one of my fantasy teams is named Eastbound and oh. Down. And I love Friday Night Lights. It's one of my top uh, shows of all time. But, Sal, what show had a bigger impact on both of us than The White Shadow? So, did you know that Ken Howard is a Long Islander? Yeah. And you know what his nickname was in high school? What was it? The White Shadow. Is that right? Holy smokes. <laughs> right, that's pretty impressive. Sal, listen, you're a Friday Night Lights fan. Here, real quick, name three characters from Friday Night Lights. Uh, what? Just Time's a, up. Saracen. Name three well, hold on, characters. Saracen. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. Name three characters from The White Shadow. Well, Salami, uh, Wash. I don't know. What? What are they? I can't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm all for them both. Salami, Coolidge, Epstein. Oh, yeah, cool. Right. That's right. Yeah. All these guys. So what a show. Forty years later, I could still name the starting lineup. Right. So how can I not go with the sixteen to one long shot in the white shadow? All right. Well, listen. I'm gonna. I'm. I have a similar take on why I'm taking Friday Night Lights, which, by the way, the greatest pilot I think ever made, the greatest one hour pilot out of anything. Forget about sports movies or shows. Uh, also, the fact that it was a, a a drama on network television, I think, only like Lost really compares for me. In terms of uh, putting it together, now you that would be on Netflix, HBO. That would be that would not be on NBC. But here's what I would say, Parley Kid: seven to two odds. Kyle Chandler, Connie Britton, Taylor Kitsch, Jesse mm. Plemons, uh, even Minka Kelly. Not 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 easy to look at, and she dated uh, Derek Jeter. But these are people who, no matter what they do, I'm watching their next series. Like we stuck with Kyle Chandler for uh, Bloodline, and I even watched Nashville with Connie Britton. Taylor Kitsch, I love. I think. This is this this is a testament to the great acting and the great scripts. And uh I would go Friday Night Lights, seven to two. I really enjoyed it. Tate, which one are you taking? Eastbound and down. No really? doubt about it. Okay. I uh I had Myrtle Beach Pelicans tickets as a kid. So I went to all those games when I was younger, back when they had Raphael for calls, their starting shortstop oh. back in the day, and that's where they uh they filmed all the stuff with Kenny Powers. So Myrtle Beach okay. Pelicans and uh, Eastbound and Down. Shelby, North Carolina. It's Tate, it's a beautiful show. Tate, it's a have you ever- show. Have you ever watched The White Shadow? Though you you might not have ever seen it, right? Bill, Bill Simmons made me. He had uh, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't accept. Yes. Uh, it was part of the. the there you go. The signing when he offered process. me the job, he was like, "You have to go watch all of." Uh, you Gary gotta Shandling. watch The White yeah. Shadow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> varsity Blues. He had Varsity Blues on a loop yes. for like forty six yes. straight hours. Hey, one to you. <laughs> one trio. I forgot. All right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. Let's dip into the mailbag. Uh, listen, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you have a submission for the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, I know you're out there, people. I know you are. Send it our way. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. I'm going to read one right here. Uh, 
Cousin Sal, Master Tape, Brother Bry, Parley Kid, and Ken's employee. <laughs> I will try to condense the submission. I will try to condense the submission because I know how much you hate reading. Yes, yeah, since law school, I've sworn off reading. Uh, I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because, one, I am somehow slightly above even money, even though I have been an avid handicapper for years. Two, I've put down a deposit for Minnesota Lynx season tickets just so I can increase my WNBA sports betting win percentage. Thank God football's back. Three, dealers at my local casino know me by my name and vice versa. Four, I am using my online gambling account as my long-term financial savings. Five, I have listened to, I have listened to Against All Odds since day one. And six, I bet more in a night than I make in a week. While I may be acting irresponsibly and not proud of all my decisions, I hope that I can achieve the ultimate honor of Degenerate Gambling Hall of Famer during my lifetime with thanks and admiration, Ethan 23 for Minnesota. P.S. Considering I likely won't see a professional sports championship in my lifetime, can you please bestow me with this Hall of Fame achievement? Now, you guys don't remember, but we haven't done this in a while. And I remember asking Harry if he wants to go to uh, Las Vegas. And Brother Bry, how did he respond? Uh, what's in Vegas? What's in Vegas? Now, do you remember, Parley Kid, what his punishment was for saying that? Oh, boy. Uh, no, I don't. It's 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 that he wasn't allowed to vote in the next uh, next one okay. next we went on for someone mm. who was getting in a degenerate gambler hall of fame. So Harry, you sit this one out. Tate's going to be in. Tate, does this even, person even get? Even though he's got uh, links tickets. No, you're out. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Harry's out. <laughs> Tate, right. is this guy in? Ethan, twenty three from Minnesota. Are you impressed with his resume? I'm impressed with the way he addressed Harry as Ken's employee. So that was that was the way. Yeah, that, to, that's good. Yeah, that was close to my heart. So I'm going to vote yes, good. just because I, I don't usually have a vote. So I'm going to be positive and vote yes. Okay. Harry, quiet down. I, don't, I, I We can't hear from you for the next couple minutes here. It violates our uh, agreement here. Brother Bry. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, too. And it's mostly because he's a 23-year-old who just bought season tickets to the Minnesota Lynx. So he's <laughs> 23, and this is what he decided to do, just to get a little bit of an advantage in WNBA. So, And we know how much Harry lost with the Minnesota Lynx this year, so that's uh, close to me. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Parley Kid. Yeah, look, listen, uh, Lynx tickets, Ken's employee, uh, all these accomplishments uh, gambling-wise, at the age of 23, mm-hmm. super impressive. So where were we at 23, right? We were, this yeah. kid, this guy, well, at least he's way ahead of where I was at uh, 23. Yeah. He's in. All right. You know what? I was going to say that this is an incomplete uh, resume. I really was. I didn't want to make him do more homework, but I thought maybe I just wanted to hear more about what he gambled on. But you you make a good point. He's 23 and the Lynx tickets and all that. I think that puts him over the top. Uh, It doesn't really matter because it's 3-0. Let's make it a clean sweep. 4-0. You are in, Ethan, from Minnesota. Uh, Pack your bags. You're going to Pahrump, Nevada. And uh, you're gonna you're gonna go you're gonna look at a structure that's uh, three quarters complete, but it's getting there. Welcome to the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. And all right, Harry, you're back in because I have another question. This one directed at you, um, Sal. Is it just me, or has Harry been doing the pod from a library? I find myself having to crank up the volume in my car to hear him, and the second you or someone else speaks, I'm instantly deaf. Please check into this. I love the pod. Keep up the good work. Uh, Kyle Smith, I think, sent us says, Harry, or you're not doing that for you haven't been in a library in like forty years, right? Do they even make them anymore? No. Do they make libraries? I, don't know. I mean uh, yeah. look, maybe yeah. yeah I mean, go, look, go, uh, go on I YouTube. The library factory. They, they show down. you how to make a uh, library on YouTube if you want to go get a tutorial. <laughs> maybe I'll just ask my, my boss Ken to upgrade uh the phone systems in his house where I uh where I do the show from. Yeah, do that. Do that. Do something. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry uh, we blew out your ears there, Kyle, but um, we are going to work on that. All right. Uh, oh, it's time to read this ad. This is a good one. I like this. Harry, do you know what 23 and Me is? No. Okay. 23 and Me. Way to sell it, Harry. Is a DNA testing service that offers insights into your ancestry, your health, your wellness, and your traits. 23andMe Ancestry Service includes reports on how your DNA can influence your weight, Harry, your sleep quality, caffeine intake, a sense of taste, whether you are likely to be lactose intolerant and more. It provides sleep reports down if you're more likely to be an especially deep sleeper or if you're more likely to move during your sleep, all based on your DNA. Saturated fat and weight reports tells you how your weight might be affected by saturated fats in your diet, offers tips on which foods to watch out for, 
Um, it's easy to do. You simply spit into a tube provided in your 23andMe kit, and you mail your saliva sample back to the lab to be analyzed. Um, I did this a few weeks ago. I spit in a tube. I sent it off to them. You created this profile online, and I got back exactly what I am. I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm gonna read off my results here. Harry, you should do this because everyone, whatever, everyone I know that's done this, thinks they know who they are and what they're made out of, and then they're not. But let me show this picture. Here I am, 100%. I, I, it all adds up to 100%, which is good. Ashkenazi Jewish, 51.1%, which means my father, I knew my mother was Jewish, means my father is 1.1% Jewish at least. 33.6% Italian, 2.9% broadly Southern European, uh, 0.1% broadly European. Western Asian, where is that, Harry? I'm 8% Western Asian. Is that Cambodia? I think it's like Iran and Morocco and stuff. North African, 2.3%, broadly Western Asian, 0.3%. It's really spectacular. It doesn't cost a lot. Wow. It starts a lot of fighting. I know a friend. I have a friend, I'm not going to say who, who found out her father was not her real father uh, because of 23andMe. Oh, so geez. it's great. It's it's <laughs> No, that's awesome. Bringing the family together. Exactly. 23andMe. Go on it. Order your 23andMe health and ancestry service kit today at 23andMe.com slash odds, O-D-D-S. That's the number 23andMe.com slash odds. I think, is it time for Sharp Tank? It is. You guys, you three are going to make a bet. You're going to sell me your bet. And I'm going to buy one of them, even if I don't like it. We're going to start with you, Harry, because I've yet to buy one of your bets. I'm one and one this year, but you're also one and one. Is that right? Since pro football right. started? Okay. What's week three? One and one, and we're going to go with the Monday night game, the Steelers at Tampa Bay. Big Ben versus Fitzmagic. But only this time, I think Fitzmagic disappears. I'm taking the Steelers, minus one. At Tampa, the drama will continue to build heading into Monday night. Tomlinson's drama, El Bell, Antonio Brown. The Steelers usually play well when they're under adversity. And in five career matchups between Big Ben and Fitzpatrick, five times they've gone head-to-head. Five times Big Ben has won. In 2008, Fitzpatrick was a Bengal and played him twice. In 10 against the Bills. In 14, he was a Texan. And in 2016, a Jet. Big Ben is 5-0, and like I said, against Fitzpatrick. And in those five games, Big Ben has nine touchdown passes, zero interceptions. The Steelers are 0-1-1. They get things rolling on the road on Monday night on national TV. They go to 1-1-1. Steelers minus one against Fitzpatrick and the Bucks. So the Fitz magic goes away, huh? Steelers minus Disappears. one. All right. Poof. Just oh, like that. Poof. Oh, just like that. All right. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, I took your bet last week. You lost. You won the week before, though, yep, right? Yeah, going to bounce back this week. So I'm going to go 49ers plus seven at minus 120 at the Chiefs. So this line today went to seven. It had been, I think it started at like five. It was at six, six and a half. Now it went up to seven. Look, everybody in the world is on the Chiefs. But seven is just way, way, way too high. Like, you have the 49ers right now who are 0-2 against the spread, and the Chiefs are 2-0 and against the spread. These things will eventually right themselves. San Francisco could easily be 2-0 and against the spread if they had played a little better late in the game. Look, like I said, everybody know, loves the Chiefs for mm-hmm. good reason. You have Mahomes, Hill, Hunt. I want them on my team. I want them to be Raiders. I mean, for as much as I hate the Chiefs, I love those guys. But let's not forget their D is still garbage. Right? Yep. So they were lucky enough in both games they had huge leads, but you can't expect it to continue to happen. I think you you should expect the shootout in this game. Jimmy G is going to want to prove to himself that he's just as good as Mahomes. So I think seven points is way too many. Worst case, you get a push here. Uh, but I think, uh, I think they cover. I think this is really close. All right. Parley kid. All right, Sal. Um, you know, two and zero so far here in the yep. football. But both bets plus one forty, plus one twenty eight. Today I got a plus one forty four parlay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I know we talked a little bit about the Eagles, uh, the Wentz yardage thing. Well, my first game here, Sal, is the Eagles minus two seventy uh, money line over uh, the Colts. So Wentz is back. This guy is an ultra competitor. 
Uh, I think this place, this stadium's going to be juiced. I think Wentz wants to show everybody he is far superior than Foles, uh, and I think he's going to play a big time game. And the Colts, you know, luck was not that good last week against the Redskins. They won, but luck wasn't that good. Their, their defense, I think, overperformed a little bit against the Redskins. I think it comes back down to earth. I think the Eagles win easily, uh, at least pretty easily at home over the Colts. Then I like the Chiefs, Sal. I know Brian is going taking the uh, the points with the 49ers. The Chiefs at minus 300. Sal, a couple weeks ago on this pod, we had talked about Mahomes. I said when, when you had a chance to meet him, that kid just seems special, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he's proving it right now. We had mentioned that a couple weeks ago. So this is the opening day in, in, at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. This is their first game. These fans are going to be in a frenzy for this. I think even if the Chiefs come down to earth, they're still winning this game. So put them on there at minus 300. And now it's uh, the Battle of L.A. Let's take the Rams over the Chargers at minus 300. Uh, all these games on the money line. Uh, the Rams are the best team in the football. The Chargers coming back now. From you know they went from west to east now back west uh, they got their win against the Bills I think the Ram- the Chargers will be competitive in this game for a while but the, the Rams pull away at the end uh, it's a three team money line parlay plus one forty four all right wow these are all compelling games Tate which way, which way would you go with this I think I'm gonna go with the parlay kid. Mm-hmm. Eagles, Casey, Rams. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, I mean, I'm, I. I know I said the thing about the wins thing, but I. Do, I do think the Eagles will win that game. I think the Colts will come back to earth a little bit. All right, Harry Steelers minus one. I know I'm gonna have to pick this on lock it in when come Monday, but I. I think at best this is a stay away. What. What. What about the Steelers? It's tough when you don't know who's gonna play and what. What to do? I just got screwed on a Diamondbacks team that decided to fold shop <laughs> on a on a Wednesday in uh, middle of September. Here, I don't know who's going to show up for the Steelers. Maybe Antonio Brown's not there. We know Bell's not going to be there. Uh, Connor's been pretty good. I, it's their defense. It's killing me. I, I, I hate it. I hate what I see with that. You can go up and down the field with them. I do think they write the ship, but uh, there's also always one of those teams, one of those teams like the Bucks, who, by the way, I have under and wins, so uh, I don't want to make it worse for myself. I, I'm going to pass on you, Harry. I'm sorry. You're a good man. I'm going to pass. Brother Brian, I'm really deciding with the 49ers plus seven or the Chiefs money line here between the Brother Brian and the Parlay kid. And I'm going plus seven minus 120, Brother Brian. I'm going with you here. Parlay kid, I like the money line parlay. I see your reasoning. I do think I'm looking at it another way. I think this is a lot of pressure from Mahomes. This is his first home game. Um, He could have a good game. What if he only throws two touchdowns and not four? I know their offense is explosive, but same thing. The the Steelers shredded their defense. They don't even have their starting running back in. Um, and, you know, they were lucky to hold on to the lead. I like the Niners plus seven. I think Jimmy G puts up some points, and that's what I'm doing. Brother Bry, I'm buying you. Plus seven, minus 120. Nice. I like that that spread nice. went up today. There you go. All right. Harry, Harry, you and Brian are playing each other in fantasy this week, right? Yeah, I'm playing Brian. Uh Brian, if you want me, you know, I'm, I might go Case Keenum again. I, I like the way he ended the game last week, and I like him. Uh, I, dare, I dare you, Harry. Oh. Harry, good news, though. You're projected, you're projected to not look good last Thursday. You're projected to score 50 points this week. Congrats. That's not true. Oh, my team's good. My team's good. <laughs> Remember, I got Fournette on. Fournette, by the way, Fournette uh, practice today. He's back playing this week, so look out. Is that why he's uh-huh. 50? Because <laughs> it's Fournette protected, projected Harry, zero? My, my career record against you is I'm like, I have like an 85% winning percentage, I think, though. No, you're 20 and 11. <laughs> Imagine I'm, that I'm, he knows I'm like, that. I'm like, I'm like 24 and 8 versus Sal. That's so sick. That <laughs> That's sick that he knows this stuff. We, we're not doing CBS anymore. I, I, don't, I don't like that these numbers are out there. It's too crazy for Harry. Harry, where can people see you online? <laughs> you can uh, you can find me at uh, at AAO Harry. I just went over five thousand followers. Nice, good for you. By the yeah. way, Harry, someone pointed yeah. out to me. I'm not on Facebook because it's a, a cesspool, so I barely, I rarely ever check. But someone said you were posting. Oh no, your girlfriend was posting pictures of things you got her, and uh, the picture I oh. saw there was like an orchid and like uh, Pepperidge Farm cookies. <laughs> What the hell are you doing? <laughs> she was she was go 
going away for the weekend, and she was flying, so I got her some snacks for the flight. Oh, my God. I don't know why she posted that, but I just, you know, being the, you know. Tate, yeah. what are that's you? The picture, that's the picture you saw? You didn't see any other? No, Harry. that's the picture I saw. That's Harry, a- you're in love. Tate. Just lean into yeah. it. Right. Pepperidge Farm remembers. I love it. Uh, All right. Brother Bry, how about you? Are you going to post some college pics? Yeah, at the brother Bry. Um, yeah, I'll be posting college pics. I went two and two last week when I posted. Although I'm still pissed off that the Ole Miss Alabama game did not go over. That is so unbelievable. Like that, that, been, that that is right. It was crazy. Uh, it, you had you had uh, you had 14 points in the first like two seconds. Yeah. You had 35 at right 35 at the end of the quarter. Yeah. 66 with like through halfway through the third and. You don't get the 71. Uh, and some people had 69, I know. Right, pushed. if you got her early in the week, you had 69, but it was 71 for most people uh, by Saturday. That That is something else. Right, Ole Miss right. scores in 11 seconds, and they don't score again. And I just got pissed off too late in the game, is that Ole Miss was, uh, they were just very happy to punt the ball away on like fourth, yeah. you know, fourth and three on the Alabama 45 with like four minutes left. They're like, we just don't want to get anybody hurt. So that was nice. Right, all right. No more bad beats. Parlay kid. How about you? Sal, so I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. All right. Parley Kid, I mentioned on Simmons' podcast that your son, you know, he started yeah. bragging about his friend. who's was a very nice guy, Sully. But uh, my good buddy here, Parley Kid's got a son, senior in high school, quarterback. He is a guardian of uh, the wide receiver, you know, top uh, passer wide receiver uh, duo in the league, right, in the conference. This is great. And yeah, so far, so far, Sal. It's a lot of season left, so we'll, we'll no, see. No, it's over. But, uh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. It's a lot of fun, Sal. Get get Archie involved in football by next year. Make I'll it happen. It. I'll make it happen. I wish we could stream these games. I can barely get on Newsday and check a score. They uh, they they charge you now, but whatever. I'm I'm paying for that. But uh, who who do you have this week? Uh, we play Southampton, Sal. I think we're. Uh, you, know, you never want to get ahead of yourself, but we're we're uh, we're in pretty good shape this week. So all right, all right. Is every road game uh, twenty five minutes or more? Um, I feel, oh wow! I, I feel like good I, 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 I ba- guess, Babylon uh, yeah, was probably, probably the, so. Babylon was probably the closest. Oh, were you home for Babylon? You're, You're right. Home for Babylon, right? Yeah. That's no, we were home for that one too. So yeah, most of the uh, it looked like everything the away was... games are uh, out towards the eastern uh, end of Long Island. So right. yeah, look so, for good point. Look yep. for Parlay Kids Kid. And uh, that's going to be good. Tate, what about you? Tate, you're going, no one's going to hear, but you're at a book signing right now, right? Yes, I'm going down to uh, Lombardi is doing a book signing in Los Angeles at the last nice. bookstore in downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm apparently going to go down there and, and do some Q&A stuff and, and host Lombardi in front of the people. So that'll be a good time. Gridiron Genius out, out to the world. One Shining Podcast with Mark Titus every single week. I am going to Maui next week in Chris Berman land. So you are? I will be, yeah, I will be in Maui. Uh, during the week next week. What so. are you doing in Maui? I got invited to uh, to help a friend make an album. He's recording in Maui. So what the f- what? <laughs> in the middle of football season, you're recording hey, albums. I'm, re- I'm watching it all. I'm watching it all, and I'm going to be recording just like Chris Berman, just straight from Maui. <laughs> that's it, man. I guess that's it. Someone gets a tattoo of your podcast. What yep. what more do you need to do? Yeah, exactly. Celebrate exactly. by going to Maui. Just tap out. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Hey, watch me on Lock It In. It's a live show weekdays, 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern on FS1. It's a sports gambling show. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight and every night at 11.35 on ABC. Shoot us an email, CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Maui!